This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hello. Hi. What's up? What are you doing? How are you doing over there? My mouth is on fire. 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 A little bit. A little bit. The sauce was a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine, though. It's fine. Hi, friends. Hello. This is um, a podcast. About the paranormal <laughs> and stuff. It's episode 83. Social media. <laughs> stuff. stuff. Social media stuff. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of it. Oh, my God. I'm so glad um, none of this was around when I was in high school. Right. Yep. Um, Super I'm grateful. very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence of things. Yeah. There was no cyberbullying. Just good old-fashioned hallway bullying. Just regular bullying. bullying. <laughs> just the regular kind. <laughs> it was bad enough. Yeah. It still sucks either way. So, um, stuff that doesn't suck this week, though. Is your hump day treat? Because it's, it's hump, hump day. day. And both of us chose to be silent. Oh no! <laughs> like he's been keeping in your boop. So, so I unburperderped. Yeah, same. <laughs> like he's not catching me this time, and then I just did it. So it's there. It's there. You burperderped. I did. <laughs> <laughs> And for us, when we're recording, it's St. Patrick's Day. It is. So. St. Patty's friends. Yeah. So this hump day treat is kind of a modge podge. (laughs) So what happened was I had a plan, but then the plan fell through because I forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. There's a big celebration going on downtown. It's a little crowded. Wasn't going there. Nope. So. I went to my handy-dandy Pinterest, <laughs> and I found this cocktail called Emerald Rain. Mm-hmm. It's green. It is green. It's good. It's good, and it's pretty. Mm-hmm. So there's... Here, let me tell you the official recipe. There you go. This is going to be so good in the summertime. Yeah. So it's two ounces of hypnotic, one ounce of vodka... Half an ounce of orange juice, a fourth of a freshly squeezed lime. Which she did. I did do that. It was fresh. Yep. And a dash of bitters. She did that too. Mm -hmm. I dashed. We had all the stuff. And it's delightful. It's very refreshing. It is good. It's strong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I really feel like it would be good blended, like a slushy. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Yeah, and it would take down on the the um, stoutness of it yeah. a little. Make it like a limeade situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's delicious. You should you delicious. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> what are words? Yes, she is. Um. Oh, and the other then, the food though. So that covers the holiday aspect. Mm-hmm. Now I needed to cover the social media aspect. 
Absolutely. So I took to my own personal social media <laughs> and I posted on my Facebook. I said I was stumped for a podcast treat. Does anybody have any ideas? And I had a few suggestions. And but I went with the very first one. Okay. Which is a podcast listener, Rebecca Ayers. Yep. And hey, she Kelly. suggested Tea Mochi. Oh, yeah. They just opened not too long ago on Yuri. Why did I say that like that? I Yuri. Don't know. They just opened up recently <laughs> on Yuri. <laughs> and uh, they have, uh, it's like a boba tea place or whatever. I don't drink that yeah, stuff, yeah, though. Yeah. I, it's not my but thing. That's originally what all they did. And now they have donuts mm-hmm. and Korean corn dogs. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. Thank you, Becca. Okay. The variety of corn dogs they have. Yeah, I want to try all of them. Is ridiculous. So what we got was a regular, like original one. And then we got a half mozzarella, half hot dog, potato one. Because I figured it's best to stick simple your first time. Sure. Because if they're not good at the easy stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Y'all. They had some that were covered in ramen. Yeah. They had some that were covered in crispy rice. Ooh. Ooh. Some that were covered in, they had spicy Cheetos, like crushed up spicy Cheetos. Oh, God. My kid would be all over that. They had fruity pebbles. With a wiener? (laughs) I'm super afraid of that. What's inside of it? The only things they, the middle part, the only thing they had was wieners and cheese. So it's either a wiener or a cheese. With Fruity Pebbles. In the Fruity Pebbles. And I just cannot. Like my, uh, uh-uh. No, thank you, please. Don't even want to try it. You you do you and live your best life and you try all the wieners with Fruity Pebbles. I'd but, try it. Oh, I'll try it. Oh, no. But that scares me. And then I also got us one of their little donuts and mm-hmm. it was a cookies and cream one. I haven't tried that yet. But, but I did. The corn dogs were awesome. Yeah. And I'll try my sweet treat in a minute. But so there was my social media aspect. So thank you again, Rebecca. You did good, kid. And Timochi, you rock. Like, I really love the donut. It's like little small individual bubbles when you pull it apart. It's like a donut hole. It's great. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, and we got sauces. Oh, yeah. I got spicy mayonnaise. Something. Yeah. And Amanda's is sweet chili. Oh, ha, ha. That spicy yeah, mayo is hot. a little bit of a kick. It's, it's good, though. I like it. Yeah. But it's hot. We had to have some water. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't <laughs> tried my, my donut yet, because my mouth's still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> It'll cut out the spicy. But uh, some sweet. you should go to the social yeah. media pages and check out the pictures of this hump day treat. And pictures from the case and trivia and shenanigans mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. All that, because... It'll be there. Yeah, whether you're there or not, it's going to be there. So go check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do this. What do you got over there? Okay. (laughs) So my case is kind of a popular one, but it's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. So it's all due to a Facebook unfriending. Oh, no. This how dare you? This is the story of Janelle Potter. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Social media has become a staple in most people's everyday lives, sadly. While it is a powerful tool for advertising and networking and a bridge for friends and family to stay connected, it's also been a source of constant drama and a tool for online bullies. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Janelle Potter was sheltered. She lived most of her adult life on social media. Suddenly, in a mystery that involved a CIA agent, cyberbullying, and a small town in Tennessee, two of her former friends were found murdered in cold blood. How is that for a synopsis? Okay, I'm in. (laughs) Holy crap. So Janelle, 31, had trouble making friends when she moved to Mountain City, Tennessee in 2005. She told 2020, people here do not like outsiders. Mm. And that's true of small towns. Sure. It's like that. I respect it. Mm-hmm. You're, they they, they want to keep it the way it is. I grew up in a small town, and I moved there when I was in middle school. Like, I started middle school there. You grew up in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was weird. I never felt like I 100% belong there. No, not, not in that small town. No, I wasn't. I wasn't born there. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't raised with these kids. Yeah. I was just like, you know, an implant. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, um, I made friends and had a good childhood and all that, but I never really felt like I 100% fit in there. Yeah. I still don't when I go home there. I'm so sorry. I just, I stay at my mom's house because my mom's pretty badass, but. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, small small towns can be that way. Janelle had learning disabilities, speech and hearing difficulties, and was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as a child. Because of her ailments, she spent most of her time living at home with her parents who took care of her. I have a picture of the Potter family. Come here, (laughs) Potter. (laughs) Sorry. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so the picture on the left is her mom and dad. And the picture on the right is Janelle. She's sweet looking. Hmm. She does. She looks sweet. <laughs> looks right? can be deceiving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they can be deceiving. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> so according to her sister, Janelle was coddled by her parents and she felt they exaggerated her learning and health issues. She hmm. She didn't have a job or drive a car. Janelle's mother, Barbara Potter, 61, had a job with Hewlett Packard, and her father, Marvin Potter, 60, was known as Buddy and was a former Marine who served in Vietnam. Okay. In Vietnam. Yeah, I know. That's all I heard. (laughs) His wife claimed he later worked with the CIA. So how true that is, I don't know, but it has been said. Okay. Her sister, Christy Groover, who's been estranged from the family for a decade, said Janelle struggled to make friends growing up. Christy told 2020 social media became Janelle's life support, though she said her parents monitored her Facebook page. Mm. So she kind of shared a Facebook with her mom. Okay. (sighs) Man, this sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) A little. I I don't think it was like a Gypsy Rose situation. I just think it was maybe... Um, her parents, she was spoiled and babied and it wasn't, it wasn't like they were inventing illnesses for her or anything like that. No, no, no. I think they just kind of babied her. Absolutely. Way more than they should have. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. 
So one day while picking up prescriptions, Janelle made friends with a pharmacy clerk named Tracy Greenwell. Yeah. Tracy told 2020, we felt sorry for Janelle because she was sheltered and sick and stuff. (laughs) 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 Janelle spent time with Tracy and her friends, including her brother, Billy Payne, 36. Everybody says she fell in love with Bill, but I don't see that, said Tracy. She introduced Janelle to her cousin, Jamie Curd. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just sorry, Jamie. Cheese curd. <laughs> I know. Uh, who worked on computers. Jamie worked on computers. Okay. The two began dating with Janelle hiding her relationship from her strict parents. Well, of course. She a grown-ass woman. She had. I know. Okay. Jamie would sometimes visit the Potter house to fix the family computer, but behind her parents' backs, Janelle and Jamie would secretly spend time together. Yeah, I don't care if she has a disability. She's 31, people. You have to treat her like an adult at yeah. some point. Yes. On some things. You Agreed. While well, it seemed that Janelle's social life was finally blooming, mm-hmm. she was being relentlessly bullied online with anonymous comments appearing on her Facebook page. Is that Okay. This is what people were saying about her, that she was a bad person, she was horrible, and they were threatening uh, to have her raped. What? Um, Okay. Wow. So Janelle's mom, Barbara, said, I remember I wrote, please do not write on Janelle's Facebook. I begged them, please don't do this. So her mom got on her Facebook page. and Yeah, they're not going to stop when you... Please stop bullying. They're they're not going to... Janelle claimed one of her Facebook friends, Billie Jean Hayworth, 23. I love the name. <laughs> Billie Jean. Was the one behind the attacks because Billie Jean was jealous of her looks. Oh. Billie Jean was dating Billy Payne, uh, Tracy's brother. Uh, and the couple lived together with their infant son. His name was Tyler. Um, oh. But here's a picture of the little family. Okay. And I don't mean to be mean, but this... Beautiful woman, Billie Jean, was not jealous of her looks. I don't... No. 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 What are you doing with your hair? It's like poofy. Just It's early 2000s, man. It's the early 2000s. I know. Stop it. I know. She looks badass for the early 2000s. No, she doesn't look bad. It's just the hair just looks a little stiff. (laughs) Like... Like, it would not move. A la early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) So there's Billy, Billy Jean, and their son, Tyler. Thank goodness it's not Billy. So cute. It was, in fact, true that Janelle had a thing for Billy and apparently wasn't happy when he began dating Billy Jean. A feud erupted on social media with Jamie taking Janelle's Janelle's side instead of his cousin Billy's. Ooh. So the guy, okay, here's a breakdown. This is some drama. Okay. So we have Janelle. All right. And Janelle has a thing for Billy. Okay. But she's not dating Billy because Billy's dating Billie Jean. Right. And she's, she's dating, dating Jamie, Billy's cousin. Okay, got it. And Curd. she's friends with Tracy. Yes. Okay. Billy's sister, okay. Jamie's cousin. Boy, this cousin. is not healthy at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> so, Billy and Billie Jean started to receive some nasty messages on their social media accounts and a Mountain City webpage called Topics, spelled incorrectly. T-O-P-I-X. It's okay. It's okay. You'll be 
You only have to do it for a little while. <sighs> okay. On topics. <laughs> topics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were comments from a Matt Potter. Mm. According to Janelle's Facebook page, she had a brother named Matt. But she didn't have a brother That's, named Matt. I was about to say, wait, where, wait. <laughs> so it's suspected that she's the one that wrote the messages. Okay. Because there is no Matt. She's, I mean, come on, honey. You used the same last name. What are you doing? You're in a, and you're in a small town. People are going to know what if you have you? a brother or not. And <laughs> something Be smarter. Something I want to know is if she's sharing Facebook with mom, why is mom letting her post about her brother Matt? Uh, when she ain't got a brother Matt, I just don't understand. I don't understand the people. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I thought she um, looked at it. And, I, I and did too, but apparently. Kept up with it. I don't know. All right, Mom. Okay. All right. Questions. After, after several more messages from Matt Potter and other likely fictional people, Tracy left the following message on Janelle's Facebook page in November 2010. So that's her friend that connected her to all these people. Okay. Her pharmacy friend. The message she left says, Your friend Matt needs to leave Billie Jean off the Topics website. You lost my brother as a friend, and I'm not happy with you either. Oh. Yeah, so Tracy's like, a oh, fuck you. Yeah. Other <laughs> friend, yeah. <laughs> that was her nice way of saying Nicely. That. Yeah. Other friends of Billie Jean and Billy started to receive messages from Matt Potter and others being very rude and threatening. Oh, no. It was all because of the awful messages and rumors she claimed were being sent to her from Billie Jean and her friends. Authorities eventually learned mm. that the messages were most likely fake. Oh, honey. Okay. And so a friend of the couple, Lindsay Thomas, told 2020... Janelle said she wished that Bill and Billie Jean and that damn baby would die. Oh, no. When I read this, I was devastated. Yeah. 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 And Tracy Ooh. said, Janelle was always saying that somebody was mad at her. Somebody hated her. Somebody wanted to kill her. She was paranoid about it. Guilty conscience, maybe? Or seriously it's looking for attention? All of it. Ugh, it's bad. Mm. Janelle said there were truly real threats of violence against her. In one incident, police photographed a rock that was found in the Potter's front yard with the names Billy Payne and Billy Jean written on it. Like, you were going to write your name on a rock and throw it at somebody's house. Why? That makes zero sense, but I got a picture of the rock. <laughs> it's going to be even funnier when you look at the size of the rock. <laughs> But that's the side uh, that says Bill Payne. <laughs> Y'all. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Neither do I, but there's the picture and, you know, what make you your own. With that little bitty rock? Make what? your own assumptions. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So there's the rock. Well, Sherlock, I think we figured out who done it by it's George. Got their names on it. <laughs> Surely they're the ones writing the messages on the internet because they threw a rock at her house. <laughs> oh my god! Janelle kept calling the police and told everyone she knew that Billie Jean and her friends were harassing her and threatening to kill her, and now she was scared for her life. 
All of Janelle's claims were unfounded by police. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Billie Jean and Billy had enough with Janelle, so they unfriended her on Facebook. This apparently set Janelle off. Yeah. Set it off, motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so here we go. We're starting okay. the terribleness. All right. On January 31st, 2012, a friend of Billy and Billy Jean found them dead by single gunshots to their faces. Billy's throat had also been slashed as he lay in bed, mm. and Billy Jean had been cradling their baby in her arms when she died. The seven-month-old boy survived unharmed. Yeah, I had to read ahead real fast to see. Yeah. I was like, we're going to have to cut this off. If No. No, I would never. Nope. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take a drink on that one. Have a drink after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit's stout. It's so Ooh. good. I like that. I'm, I'm going to make another one. Uh, I'm going to uh, need you to make me another one. Okay. I like that <laughs> idea. Okay. I'm here for it. The day after the murders, Chief Deputy Joe Woodard of the Johnson County Sheriff's Department talked to Janelle and her parents at their home. This interview was recorded because of all the social media drama. Oh, my God. During the interview, Janelle was still hiding her relationship with Jamie from her parents. Later that week, police brought Jamie in and asked him to take a polygraph test. He failed when he lied about knowing the identity of the couple's killer. Mm. That's where it starts. Okay. Here is... Oh, we're going to start some real wild shit here. I'm here for it. Yeah. Give it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie... Asked in the interview if the CIA was there. Okay. Police thought that was a very strange question. Mm-hmm. Jamie then told detectives he'd been texting with a man named Chris who told him he was in the CIA and that it was his job to protect Janelle at oh, all costs. my fucking fuck. Right? This bitch. <laughs> okay. After being at the interrogation for nearly six hours, Jamie told police Janelle's dad, Marvin, killed Billie Jean and Billy. Whoa. Detectives had Jamie call Buddy to get a a defession. (laughs) Wow. What? Detectives had Jamie call Buddy to get a confession on tape. Police later moved in and arrested Buddy in an early morning raid in February 2012. So I have a picture of Marvin right after he was arrested. Marvin, Buddy, whatever you want to call him. I call him both in this. Muddy. Muddy. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) But there he is in his 49ers Niners. No, thank you. Yeah, baby. Red flag number one. Okay. (laughs) While being questioned by detectives, Buddy said, Ever since all this crap started, I've had my life threatened. My wife has been threatened. They've threatened to take Janelle and cut her head off. Jesus. Agents then arranged for him to call his wife, Barbara. He told her he did it. That was the closest they got to a confession from him. All he said to her on the phone was, I did it. Okay. Barbara didn't accept her husband's supposed confession of guilt. Buddy Mm -mm. Potter suffered from various health issues. Barbara told 2020, when they took him, they took no oxygen. They took no medicine. And they interviewed him for hours. When his oxygen gets low, he says things that don't make sense or are incorrect. Okay. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I can't with you. (laughs) But that is a thing. You know, when your oxygen's low, you can't think clearly. Yeah. While Buddy was being questioned... Police executed a search warrant on the Potter house. 
Chief Deputy Woodard said investigators found an arsenal of weapons around the home, but none of them matched the murder weapon. They also discovered photos of the victim and her friends in the living room. At one point, Barbara ripped the photos that were found in an attempt to hide them from police. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to calm down. (laughs) Authorities seized 51 items from the house, including their family computer. When they impounded the truck, they found bags of shredded documents in the back. That's a little suspicious. You want me to tell you what kind of documents they were? Yes, please. Okay. And this poor man that had this job. Why were they printed out? Why would would you print out? Why? Why any of this? Why? True. True. (laughs) Why any of it? Okay. Continue. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this poor little agent, I feel so bad for him, but (laughs) there was an agent that reconstructed more than 100 pages of what appeared to be thousands of emails sent to the Potter family. Oh, no. (laughs) I do feel sorry for him. Wow. Sarah, whoever. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I hope you got a steak dinner for that. (laughs) Something. Something. Special Agent Lott said, after combing through them, it appeared there was some type of conspiracy here. They kept referring to a guy, Chris, that's supposedly a CIA operative or something. The CIA agent, Chris, had apparently been writing to Barbara and warning her about threats to her daughter's life. (laughs) Y'all, this is so bad. Okay. (laughs) Barbara said he was watching these people that he said were harassing her on the computer and calling her. And when she would go out with her dad, he said they were watching them together. He said he couldn't use his real name, his real identity. So through these emails, Janelle and Barbara developed a strong relationship with Chris. Barbara even referred to Chris as her son multiple times. Oh, no. Chris told Barbara that he was working on getting Buddy Potter reinstated with the CIA. (laughs) She should have found it strange since Buddy was an elderly, overweight man who relied on oxygen. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris said that the CIA gave him instructions to reinstate Buddy Potter, saying that his official CIA documents and identification would arrive soon. (laughs) In the mail. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you do that, right? First class. Certified letter. (laughs) Chris told them that the CIA needed him to act urgently. They needed Buddy Potter to kill Billie Jean Hayworth and Billy Payne in order to protect Janelle. Oh, my God. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. That's why I'm just... Yeah, this is real. This really happened. Oh, my God. And you're not even done. I'm not done. I still have a page left. Yeah. I love it. it. It's hilarious because these are... They're so stupid. But it's so sad that this... Yes. Like... This entire family, like this couple, this family, all all of it, it is, was destroyed. Horrible because of one person. Because she unfriended them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Because they, they loved each other and she was jealous. Like, I, ugh. Ugh. Yep. Police decided to focus on Janelle and Jamie's text messages with each other the morning of the murders. 
Prosecutor Dennis Brooks told 2020, the text messages were very telling about Janelle being involved in the preparation for the killing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the Potter's computer, police analysis found that hundreds of emails sent from the CIA agent Chris all came from the same IP address as the home where the Potters lived, leading police to believe Janelle was pretending to be Chris. You don't say. Right? Um. (sighs) Okay. Dennis Brooks also said social media allowed Janelle Potter to become someone that she wasn't. She invented Chris. She could assume a different identity and be as hateful as she wanted to be. That's why she invented Chris and Matt Potter and whoever else it was she invented. Who Who knows? knows? (laughs) (laughs) Prosecutors believe Janelle used this fake identity to fool her parents and coax her father into the killing. But of course. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In August 2013, authorities arrested Janelle and Barbara for the murders of Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayworth. A few months later, in October, Buddy was found guilty for the murders and is currently serving two life sentences. Jamie agreed to a plea deal of 25 years in prison. Since he blew the whistle, he only gets 25 years. God, that's... That's still a lot. You want to see a picture of Jamie? Yes. In his orange prison yes. gear. Let's let's see this. Di- no. <laughs> That's Jamie. No. Are you okay. Uh, okay? I have so many words. What is he doing? <laughs> well, he's, he's probably, probably swearing. swearing. <laughs> <laughs> With the handcuffs on. I mean, but with the glasses. Why is he wearing sunglasses Why are you wearing those glasses? Why is he wearing... It must have been windy outside. The little 70s circular... Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, my God. And, sir, your hairline. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it must have been windy outside. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. That's bad. Okay. (laughs) So Marvin Buddy Potter, finally, before his family and a judge at his sentencing, uh, confessed fully to the 2012 murder of Bill Payne, uh, one of the two first-degree murder convictions he's jailed on. He never testified in his own trial to give an account of what happened that early morning that the murder took place. Smart. So he says in court, it wasn't planned to kill him, but I did. He said that he shot Billy accidentally, but intentionally slit his throat because of the threats he believed were made toward Janelle. Well, yeah, throat slitting is always personal. But he accidentally shot him? How do you... Did you accidentally have the gun in your hand and point it at him? I mean, I don't... It's so stupid. Okay. He also told the courtroom his convicted accomplice, Jamie Curd, killed Billie Jean Hayworth. Oh. However, Marvin is charged with her death. Okay. But he said, 10 to 12 seconds after my gun went off, I heard another shot. I was coming out of the room. I got right to the door, and Curd went flying past me like a bolt of lightning. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know who to believe. Yeah. I don't believe nobody. <laughs> I don't believe none of us. I don't believe him. <laughs> I, and, I just don't. Mm-mm. In May 2015, three and a half years after the shootings, Janelle and Barbara finally went on trial. I think they would be called masterminds, said Agent Lott. <laughs> Janelle kind of spurred it. Barbara got it to happen. Oh, my God. Mom! Prosecutor Brooks told the jury that Janelle wrote all the emails from Chris by pointing out the childish writing and misspellings <laughs> that matched her pattern of speech. 
It's funny that nobody picks up on that. Right. (laughs) Janelle's attorney, Cameron Hyder, told 2020, my client is not guilty for having an overprotective father. She is not capable of directing anyone to commit murder. It's just not in her. Um, apparently it is. Like, I cut out a whole bunch of the trial stuff. Yeah. But, like, they were trying to say that she had the mentality of, like, an eight or nine-year-old, and none of that's true. Uh, yeah, I I don't think so. No. I'm going to say it's older than that. Maybe not 31. But I don't know her, so. Yeah. I I don't know. If she can concoct CIA Chris. Right. She's Th- older that's than older nine. than eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> At least high school level. Okay. Yeah. After seven days of testimony, the jury found both Janelle and Barbara guilty of first degree murder, and they were both sentenced to life in prison. I have a picture of Barbara Jan. All right. In their prison garb. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's pouting. Is mama pouting? Yeah, and you know, I kind of feel sorry for I mom do, a little I bit. I do, because I feel like they got suckered into it. They were just trying to protect their baby, and they thought, you know. I mean, like, I love Ashton, but I'm not slitting throats for him. Um, <sighs> well, I don't know. That I don't know. Not over a Facebook unfriending. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Barbara was granted a new trial after a judge ruled her trial attorney, who also represented her husband at a previous trial, had a conflict of interest by representing them both. Yes. Janelle and Marvin Potter's appeals were denied. So Janelle and Marvin Uh, both tried to appeal, but theirs were denied. But mom's getting a new trial. And I didn't look any further into seeing when it was or anything because I ran out of space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My allotted time was up. (laughs) But if y'all are interested in this, Google it, and you can find some of the Facebook conversations, some of the emails, like there's more in depth. There's a couple podcasts on it. Like there's, there's okay. a lot. You could, so many details of this case that you can, you can look up. Um, I might have to, I really like, I liked it, but it's because it, because uh, it's, it's cuckoo it's fucking bananas. Oy. I mean, yeah. I, if there wasn't proof of it, I'd be like, nah, no, nah, surely not. Surely not. Like it kind of sounds like an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> A little, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Twilight Zone. I mean, I, uh, definitely not in real life. Yeah. Not in IRL. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Damn it. I read your brain. It's fine. Okie dokie, artichokey. My case is about Renita Nunu Williams. Okay. Right here in our hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if any of you are familiar with this one. Um, I vaguely remember it. But not really. Yeah, it wasn't highly publicized. And I'm wondering why the hell not. Right. Um, Because this is a whole bunch of drama as well. So let's just do it. Okay. Okay. Renita's last words were streamed live in a video as it was streaming to Facebook. Then came the shots. Yeah, there you go. There's your synopsis. Okay. Okay. 
It's the digital age. Rallies, parties, public and private events played live via video on Facebook, even occasionally, as appeared to happen in Shreveport. <laughs> Homicides. Oh, good. They don't happen occasionally here. <laughs> it's like every night. But, you know. They're not always streamed. They're not always streamed on Facebook. So, Renita spoke to an audience on Facebook as a man paced behind her inside a Shreveport house, repeatedly threatening her. The man, Jonathan Robinson, was her former boyfriend. Let's go look at Renita. Okay. I'm not ready to look at him yet. Okay. Look at my girl. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, queen. Gorgeous. Yes. Her makeup is on point. Always. She she knew how to do all of that. She was very skilled. Always looking good. So, Jonathan, 36, held Renita hostage inside her home at 1301 Natalie Street um, as he fired shots at police officers and at Renita. The standoff with law enforcement lasted nearly 80 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Let's go look at Jonathan. Okay. I'm just getting all this out of the way so I can tell you the drama, okay? Okay. There he is. I didn't care to find a better picture. He's a very scary, intimidating-looking man. A little bit. His his eyes are Mm -hmm. a little dead. They're dead. He has dead eyes. Renita was a, a Shreveport native and mother of three. She lived at her Natalie Street home for about two years. Nunu was a popular home decorator and mother of three from Caddo Heights. A tight-knit community in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they called her Nunu because she was always wearing something new. <laughs> so that's how she that's got cute. the nickname. I like it. Um, she was actually a, a really good decorator. She had people requesting her left and right. So she was very talented in that. But let's go take a look at the picture of the one titled Nunu. So you can see Miss Girl, Thang. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this outfit. Right. If I could wear those heels, I would totally try to pull this okay. off. Okay. I would never wear those heels, but I like If I the could. Shirt. <laughs> yeah. Her feet had to be hurting. It looked like <laughs> mermaid scales. I love it. Yeah. I love the top mm-hmm. and her hair, like all of it. She's got the matching bag. Yes. Super cute. Miss thing. Her loved ones described her as a happy and popular person. Her clients loved her, and she was extremely good at her job. They said her only downfall was that she posted everything on social media, especially Facebook. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. Her Facebook page is still up. I went back through it. There's a lot of drama going on on that page. Oh, my. Several times a day. <laughs> but um, she is woman and hear her roar, Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she was also not afraid to speak her mind, and her account would often get suspended because of the language she used. Okay. Renita was in a relationship with Jonathan. He had grown up in Shreveport, but had recently moved to Houston, Texas. Everyone in Renita's life liked Jonathan at first and said that he was a father figure to her kids. Jonathan could also be controlling and didn't like that Renita wasn't afraid to stand up to him. Mm-hmm. Most narcissists don't. Right. Renita and Jonathan maintained a long-distance relationship, but Renita noticed that Jonathan didn't have eyes just for her. Mm. He was seeing another woman in Houston named Sharika, and he didn't hide it. They were very much aware of each other, Sharika and Renita. 
Okay. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. There had been times when Jonathan would leave early to go back to be with Sharika, and Renita was over it. She broke off her relationship with Jonathan in the fall of 2017. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. After Renita broke up with Jonathan, she decided to go to a friend's birthday party and celebrate her new single life. While she was out, she met a man who also knew her cousin, Trina. Trina described the man as a good person, and soon Renita had a new man on her arm, and he really was a good guy. Okay. Renita made her new relationship public, but she had to be cautious. Jonathan wasn't happy with her dating a new man, even though he could date several women at one time. Fuck you. <clears throat> Narcissist. Jonathan would have spies text and call her while she was out with her new man. Like, they'd be sitting there in public eating lunch or something, and people would drive by, like, with their phones and take pictures. Oh, my gosh. Didn't even try to hide it. <sighs> yeah. In February of 2018, Renita went out with her friends, and she posted where she was on her Facebook. They went to Coco Pelli's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, there's a documentary. It's um, still open in 2018? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't remember remember exactly when it closed, but I thought it closed down a long time before that. And I heard a couple years ago that people were going there. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I could have sworn. But anyways, on this documentary, it's, um, the episode, it's on Web of Lies. Mm-hmm. And it's season six, episode seven. Anyways, so that's where I got a lot of this from. But... <laughs> Uh, her, her cousin Trina described it as like low key. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in Coco Pelli's. She said it was like laid back. The one time I went in there is because we were walking to other clubs and my friends and I needed to tinkle really bad. <laughs> so we went into Coco Pelli's. Oh my God. <laughs> there's a big old balcony. There's people all over the balcony. There's people all over the, like the dance floor. There's people in the back. There was so many people. That is not low key <laughs> and laid back. It was it was lit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So as she should, she's out with her friends having a good time. Jonathan showed up at the club. They got into it in the ladies' room and he grabbed her by her neck. Mm-mm. Jonathan had a criminal record of assault and domestic abuse battery. When he didn't get what he wanted, he'd retaliate in a violent way. Obvs. Mm. In March 2018, Sharika started talking about Renita online. She said that she shouldn't mess with Jonathan because he was hers. Renita wanted to defend herself, so... She don't want him! No, she doesn't. But all this time, Jonathan was talking about, well, you can't run away from me. You know you want me. I'm the only man for you. You know, da-da-da-da-da. So... Renita wanted to defend herself, so she created a Facebook Live talking about how Jonathan was still trying to get back with her. I can't with y'all. Jonathan saw this, and because Renita wasn't afraid to stand up to him, he was going to make her pay. So I found one of her Facebook posts on April 7th of 2018, six days before she was killed. Okay. At my funeral, it will be ID strictly forced and checked, because some of y'all coming to make sure I'm really dead anyway. Hashtag family blood members only. Oh, my goodness. How freaking creepy is that? Yeah. On April 12th, 2018, Renita, her brother, Jamarse, and her mom, Anita, were all at home. Jonathan came to the house, pounded on the door, and kicked the door in. Mm. He was holding a gun and immediately held them at gunpoint. Oh, my God. Where were her kids? 
at school. Oh, thank goodness. She had sent them off to school that morning. Okay. It was like around 10 a.m., something like that, that he came over. Okay. He was holding a gun and immediately held them at gunpoint. Anita told Jonathan that she was going to call the police, and the mom was running out the back door, and Jonathan fired a shot at her head. She said she heard it with, like, blow past her head. Oh, my God. Um, she ran to the neighbors and called 911. Police responded to a report of shots fired around 1048 a.m. in the 1300 block of Natalie Street. Her home is on the right side of a cul-de-sac. Just past her house, the road turns into a dead end at Magazine Street. Her brick home sits in the shadow of a large water tower and tall trees. It's a pretty peaceful street, actually. The officer arrived at the scene at 10.53 a.m. Officers reported being fired upon at 10.55. KTBS reports that there were 41 units and 7 EMS units at the scene at one point. Oh, my gosh. So he was firing inside the house. He fired at the cops through the windows of the house. He like he was everybody was going down. Between the time officers arrived and Robinson surrendered, he shot a Shreveport police officer and his ex-girlfriend. After about an hour, officers were able to get to her only after Robinson surrendered. But a three-minute Facebook video sent to the Times shows what may have been Williams' final moments. Mm, I hate this. The, the, The video still exists. It's not on anybody's Facebook page, but if you YouTube it, it's there. The video begins with Jonathan swearing at Renita. Her own brother is holding the phone from which the video is being streamed. Jonathan forced him to. Okay. It appears the video was published on his page as it was being shot. If you would like to see it, be my guest. If your eyes can't take it, I'm about to describe it for you. Okay. I do have a thumbnail picture of the video. So that's the one that you need to look for if you're wanting to see um, the, the real video. Okay. Nope. I don't like that. There he is standing behind her. Yeah, I don't like that. Nope. He screams, now apologize, bitch. The camera flips up around to Williams. He's on the phone with Sharika because you can hear a woman in the background. And it's kind of confusing because she's talking to her Facebook followers, people that are commenting on the live. Okay. She says, hey, y'all, this is Nunu. She begins to apologize for going live on Sharika. She says her page has been blocked. Another woman can be heard on speakerphone, which is Sharika. But you can't really hear what she's saying. But you can tell that she's telling Jonathan to stop. Yeah. She said, yes, I was wrong. I didn't have any business going off like that. Talking about Sharika on Facebook. Yeah. Robinson yells more. He he paces behind Renita, moving in and out of the camera view. He said, I don't give a fuck about police, you hear? Because they were starting to pull up about that time. Yeah. He walks away and opens the door to the house. Pull up right now. Pull up. Want to be famous? I'll make you fucking famous. Oh, my God. He then paces back and forth, appearing and disappearing from view again. The front door creaks. He reaches behind Renita for something, then disappears from view again. Four shots are heard. A fifth crack comes soon after, then a sixth. That's when he's shooting at the cops. Mm -hmm. He comes back into the house. You hear, stop, Jonathan, stop, Jonathan. He shoots four times, and the phone falls to the floor. The screen shows the ceiling and a shadow of a person holding a rifle. You don't see him, but it is the shadow Mm -hmm. of him shooting her. And then he fires another shot out the door and says, now, bitch, game over, game over, and turns off the phone. I don't like it. (sighs) No. Police confirmed that the video was taken inside that home, and the man seen shooting is Jonathan. 
Police said at a press conference that officers established inner and outer perimeters around the home. Hostage negotiators made contact with Jonathan. He fired shots while speaking with them. Officers did not exchange fire with Robinson, but they did use equipment to disable the vehicle he drove to the house. There was one officer wounded, but he was shot in the wrist, so he's he was okay. okay. He was taken to the hospital. After Jonathan's arrest at the scene, officers found Renita inside and cleared the residence. She was transported to University Health with life-threatening injuries. University Health spokesperson Bill Strother said that Williams was dead upon arrival. Oh, my God. Jonathan had a rifle, an AK-47 to be of exact. Of course he did. <sighs> yeah. He was initially booked into the Shreveport City Jail. Not long after Jonathan was booked into the jail, he broke a pipe and flooded his cell. Oh, my God. Grow up, bruh. So he was then transferred to Caddo Correctional Center, as we like to call CCC, around here. Mm-hmm. Shreveport Police Department spokesman Corporal Marcus Hines said, I don't know if you remember him. I remember him like being all over TV about this. Yeah. That's the only reason I remember this. I don't know why, but I do. So Jonathan had been in trouble with the law numerous times since 1999. Among the more serious charges he has faced, he <laughs> attempted second-degree murder, armed oh robbery, God. domestic abuse battery, false imprisonment, aggravated second-degree battery, assaulting a police officer, and criminal trespassing. Bingo, bitches! According to city and parish court records. The woman named in the 2015 domestic abuse was not Renita. I don't... Okay. I don't understand how people like this can just walk around. I don't either. But <laughs> if you're driving around with weed in your car, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, make it make sense. Okay. That's, that's all we're asking. Because this does not make sense. Uh-uh. Friday morning, family members and friends stood outside of the Williams home. Neighbors on the tiny street stood in their front yards. Children rode their bikes. The only indication that she had died the day before was a solitary plant sitting near the road in her front yard, red roses with a big red bow. They did later have a vigil, and I should probably find a picture of that, too, because her thing was pink. Mm -hmm. Like, that was her color. So many people showed up, and everybody had pink stuff. There were pink balloons, pink flowers. I mean, pink everything. I love it. It was really, really sweet. Her cousin Trina was in the crowd of people outside. Trina said she and Renita were referred to as salt and pepper because they were always seen together. Jonathan had been violent numerous times with Renita. Some of their encounters involved law enforcement. Jonathan was not supposed to be at the home. Of course not. But he kicked the door in anyways. She said, I mean, I basically, I guess, he came over to torture her. That's the only thing I could see. She didn't deserve it. Why would you even come here? Renita was a graduate of Green Oaks High School. We know that one. She leaves behind three children, Demaya. Um, she was four King, who was six, and Jada, who was 13 at the time. None of the children were Jonathan's. Mm. Thank God. Yeah. The prosecution asked for the death penalty because that's what we do here in Louisiana. But Renita's family didn't want that. They said that, no, he's getting off too easy. Yeah. No. And one death doesn't make one death right. It doesn't fix it. So Jonathan was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole plus 100 years. I'm here for that. Yeah. So there he is. 
And that's <sighs> that. Garbage. Lots of garbage. Lots of drama. Really, really sad. Really, really, really sad. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all know me. I always watch the videos because my curiosity kills me. It's honestly not bad. You don't see her being shot. Yeah, but um, I know it's going to happen and I know it's real. So yeah. I don't want to watch it. So, if yeah. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah. I'm okay with talking about it mm-hmm. and watching reenactments. Oh, I have a picture of her family. That kind of stuff, but I don't want to watch the real for real video. I was so caught up in the moment, I forgot to show you her family. Okay. Skipped over that picture. Look at her cute little kiddos. Oh, my goodness. And she did everything for her babies. Let me tell you, this girl was a hustler. She was a badass bitch. She was on top of everything, and all of it was done herself. I'm here for the sass and attitude of her son. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. He looks like he has the attitude that my son has. She she loved her babies. That's a sweet picture. Yeah. They were her world. Yay, Kay. Well, that sucked. There's the social media cases. <laughs> and, you know, this just popped into my head. We what? should talk about some stuff that you should not post on social media to keep yourself safe. Okay, let's do that. Number one, personal stuff. Like, don't tell people when you're on vacation. Post mm-hmm. your pictures when you get home. Mm-hmm. Because then they know your house is empty. So don't do that. And in my personal opinion, I like to keep my kids' stuff limited. Don't put pictures of your kids as your profile picture or your cover no. photo. Because anybody can see that. Don't keep your shit in, private. Keep your shit private. Don't post them in swimsuits mm-hmm. on vacation. No. Don't, don't and, post anything that because there are sick people out there, y'all. And just be friends with people you know. Yeah. That's why I don't every have, person make your profile private. That's why I don't have a lot of Facebook friends. Mm-mm. And that's why if you've sent me a friend request and I haven't responded, it's because I don't feel like I know you well enough and I yep. put too too much shit with my kid on there. Like, so, be mindful. Social media can be fun and it can be dangerous. So yeah. just keep in mind when you post things. And when you get those random friend requests, be careful how much information. If you do begin talking with any of them, because there are a plethora of guys that like to do that. Be careful what you say when you start chatting with someone new. They start asking you, where'd you go to high school? How many kids do you have? Not, No stranger needs to know all that. Like, yeah. That's, be careful. Mm-hmm. Be smart. Yep. If you get a gut feeling, run. Yes. You don't have to answer them back. You don't have to. You're not required. It is okay to ghost someone in that aspect. It's all right. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. All that. Yep. Okay. So now we have some trivia. It was a little different this week. I'll let you go ahead and read the question from the previous one. Where did an unidentified serial killer in Helsinki, Finland... Take victims before raping or attempting to rape them and murdering them. Yeah. The answer is... The seller of their own residences. That is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Although some don't believe a serial killer was at work during the late 1970s and early 1980s, the similarities between at least three cases suggest it's a possibility and all of those murders remain unsolved. 
So, um, yeah, there's more details about that. But basically, bodies were found in the cellars of their home or apartment building, raped and murdered. Yep. So, that's garbage. That's garbage. And they never found the person, so. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. We did have some people get it right this week. Mm-hmm. We have Miss Bonnie Cole on Facebook. You guys, Killing this it. thing is on fire, okay? This girl is on fire. Okay. Then we have Miss Shannon Williams sneaking in on Twitter again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I posted it on Twitter again just mm-hmm. to see, you know, throwing a little bait out there. See if anybody would bite. <laughs> but Shannon did. She got it. <laughs> and we did not have a winner from Instagram. We had a lot of good guesses, but we didn't have one chime in on time. Oh, sorry. Sorry, friends. Try again next week. And um, get your stars for your prize because we have a brand new question. What Italian island did the main suspects in the Monster of Florence case call home? Again. One more time. What Italian island did the main suspects in the Monster of Florence case call home? Hmm. And your time starts now. Tick tock. I have no idea. All right. Yeah, I'm going to need you to let me cheat on that. Send me that picture, honey. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm on it. I don't know. All right. All right, friends. Well, this was fun. Yeah. It was a little bit better than last week. Last week was super bad. Yeah. It was gross. So come back next week. We're going to um, talk about some more. We're going to podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come learn with us, friends. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It'll be a good one. A really good one. It's one of my favorites. I'm so excited. I've been waiting on this one since last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be good, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So come back. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.